We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Though the sun is still up, uh, I am joined by Clint Carroll. He's one of our staffers at Mavs Moneyball because Josh quite wisely decided he was going to spend some time with his family on Mother's Day. Though I do know he watched the game. The Dallas Mavericks just um, held on and beat the Phoenix Suns at home 111 to 101. And held on might not be entirely fair because they led. Um, they were down seven to eight and then they never trailed again. Uh, it was a nerve wracking performance. So what do you got, Clint? What did you think of the game? Yeah. Nerve wracking is a good word for it, man. Uh, I'm still kind of rattled a few different times. You know, they cut it to four or six. Did they get within, did they get closer than six at one point or am I making it to four? They got to four. So yeah. And I was terrified. And and basically, the way the game rhythm went was the Mavericks punched Phoenix in the mouth and got some – I don't know how to discuss this because I've never – there are a few times in my life where I feel like the Mavericks got a truly, truly beneficial home court whistle to the point to where the Mavericks, you know, they, they only committed 21 fouls. The Suns committed 25. But I feel like there were all these crucial 50-50 fouls that went against the wrong Suns at the wrong time and I'm, I was re, I was recapping the game because I also wrote about it. And really what ended up happening is Luca, after his sort of first quarter technical and performance, he he really just ground the Suns into the ground at, at the end of the second half. And in the third quarter, well, he wasn't really hitting a ton of shots. Uh, in fact, his shooting was he, – he missed a ton of threes. He ended up um, – he ended up just his playmaking just destroyed Phoenix where he was driving and kicking, driving and dishing him and Brunson were not particularly good from the floor, but it didn't matter. And that is like, that's the part that's insane to me. So I was doing some, some quick math after the game, the non Luca Brunson sons shot uh, 18 of 31 from three. Oh yeah. That's, that's wild. So what were what were cited like like you're you know you're watching this in a different way than I was because I was having to like basically go minute by minute walk us through sort of how you felt at different points in the game like let's just sort of start with the first quarter. 
Uh, okay, well, I, I do want to put this in proper context. I was watching the first half of the game at my parents' house where we went for uh, Mother's Day lunch. Sure. And uh, my father is an incredibly annoying person to watch any sporting event with. And so uh, I think a lot of my attention at that point was like almost almost happy, though. Like I hate watching football with him, but with basketball, he doesn't try to talk about the game. He just won't be quiet. So it was like my attention was pulled away while listening to him talk about a peach and pear cobbler he had made. Right. So that was good to be distracted because I don't know. It, it, it started out feeling to me like, uh, oh, wow, we're kind of in this thing. We're not getting, you know, shown up right away like we were in the first couple of games falling into a big hole. But I don't know. I never had confidence. I think I'm kind of I'm probably like somehow the most pessimistic person on Mavs Moneyball somehow, which is well, probably you've been a- watching, you know, you and I've talked about this. Like you've watched games for a billion years, too, you know, and, and you know, maybe you're just because you're not as comfortable, like talking about the game like a sports broadcaster, but you still watched like an, an upwards of, of probably well over, you know, 1500 Mavs games over the past yeah. 20 years. And there have been enough times to where they punch you in the throat and, and <laughs> like the worst possible time. And you just get conditioned to like expect it to hurt. And so I think I watched most of the first half, just waiting for them to fall apart. Mm. Mm. And and they didn't, which is they didn't. I don't understand that. Like and Luca was not himself in a lot of ways. I mean, like like you said, his shooting was not good. Uh, he was just kind of sloppy, a sloppy scoring, I guess. I mean, of course, a bad Luca scoring game. What did he finish with? Twenty five, right, twenty six points. It's like what twenty six points. <laughs> you know, he had, eight, it's, he had a ton of free throws. Where are we at here? I just I lost the game on my thing. He had uh, he was seven of eight from the free throw line, but I don't think he shot a second half free throw. Oh, wow. He might not have. Oh, that's wild. Okay. Yeah. It, it's really strange. Well, the thing about it is it's almost like I still haven't quite somehow I haven't accepted how good Luca is in a way, because I don't know, you just, you look at this roster and you and I have both talked about this a good bit that it, it feels like this roster at times this year, we've just said, it's just not good enough. It's not deep enough. There's not enough guys who can really hurt the other team, but Luca is so good and has so much gravity that he just creates space for guys to fill that. If they, all they have to do is just step up a little and they make a huge impact. And uh, I don't know, even when Luca's bad, he's just incredible. It's, it's amazing. So sure. I don't, but throughout the game, I don't know that I ever really felt that comfortable uh, until about halfway through the fourth quarter. And then it just seemed inevitable to me like, Oh, we're just going to win this game somehow. I don't understand how. And, and yeah, I don't know. The, the the third quarter was really it was sort of difficult for me because I have a new puppy and that was when I needed to take it outside for a little while and so I'm like watching the game on my phone while also trying to make sure the dog doesn't like eat things off the ground um, yeah. and it just there were moments in that third quarter where I felt like the game was unraveling and it simply didn't because at one point in the fourth quarter, the Suns, you asked me this right before, either early in this or right before we started recording, the Suns got the, the lead all the way down to four points. And then of all people, you know, not Jalen, like Jalen Brunson finally hit a shot. And and then Frank Nilakina hit a three to, to push the lead from four points to nine points. And, uh, you know, we, we, and one thing we haven't talked about, I don't know how we haven't talked about this. Chris Paul was in foul trouble the whole game. 
Um, Luca just grifted him into fouls and, and he also made some dumb decisions. And then, you know, to start the fourth quarter, you have Chris Paul back in with five fouls. And it's one of these situations where I don't know about you, but Chris Paul has, uh, like, he terrifies me. He, he, fourth quarter, Chris Paul gives me what I'm guessing people felt about like prime Dirk Nowitzki in the fourth quarter where it's like, oh, Dirk is coming. Cause it's like, Oh, Chris Paul is coming. And instead he picked up a kind of 50, 50 call on a shot where he's guarding Jalen Brunson. Cause the Mavs are just relentlessly attacking him. And he was out at the nine minute mark of the fourth quarter. He has only fouled out four times ever, ever. That's just incredible to me. It's wild. And it was good to see them recognize that and attack him because at times it feels like they don't necessarily do that sort of strategic thing that they should be doing. But when you have a guy, with five fouls, you go at him, and it, it worked. It was it was pretty great. Uh, I agree with you. Chris Paul in the fourth quarter just feels inevitable. And whenever he fouled out, I guess that's when I was kind of like, oh, wow, this, this is going to happen. Like, I don't know without him turning this on and being fourth quarter Chris Paul if they can catch us. They almost did anyway, but Dorian Finney-Smith wouldn't let that happen. Well, the, the Dorian of it all is probably – it's something that I have gone from being – like. This is a, a hilarious stat line. 24 points on eight rebounds. If, if you don't have the box score open, which I don't think you do because you're calling in from your phone, do you have any idea how many threes he took? Was he eight of 14, something eight like of that? 12. But do you know how okay. many field goals he took? I'm going to guess 12. He, he took 13 where he missed okay. like a fadeaway, like falling after he got an offensive rebound. And like that was the one two pointer he missed. So it's like it's almost like the perfect Dorian game where I do love it when he goes inside and dunks, but he's not taking like any two pointers. He's just firing away. And and one of the things I remember Josh wrote about, or somebody wrote about, maybe I was just talking about it. Like this was the sort of performance that the Mavericks were going to have to get from their role players if they wanted to have any shot of winning, because it it, it you know. 8 of 12 from 3 for 24 points from Dorian Finney-Smith is beyond my wildest expectations for him in the conference semifinals. It's absolutely amazing. And the thing is, those last two, you know, he hit the back-to-back threes, just felt like the game was over when that happened. It was just such a huge moment. And I don't know, he just there's just something about him that just seems like a calm presence or something where he steps up in those moments. It's great. It's great because I never would have thought I would feel the way that I do about Dorian Finney-Smith like a year or two ago. I liked him, but I just felt like uh, he might be one of those guys, you know, that the Mavs were internally overrating. Right. And a guy that I was thinking like, yeah, he's really good, but we shouldn't get too attached. Like we might be able to upgrade relatively easily, which is very stupid of me because uh, yeah, that ain't happening. But it's, it's crazy. And I, I had a discussion with um, Seth part now who I don't know what he does now, but he used to be with Milwaukee bucks. And now I think he's like, he works for some sports analytics company, but he's like, Dorian Finney-Smith is great if he's like your fifth guy on the championship team. And with the Mavericks, he's kind of bumped up into like that third area. So it's like a question of how far can you go? But he he's somehow outperforming his extension already and just becoming like, I mean, he's been kind of a cult hero for a while of fans that follow the team because he's somehow like eighth or no, what is he in um, all time games played Dallas Mavericks. He's he's somehow like racing up the charts um, where it's like you get into this. Dorian Finney Smith is 18th, 18th in a four. Like, isn't that nuts? Also, Doug, while we're here, Dwight Powell's 11th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are both uh, pretty nuts. 
Right, right. It's just some wild shit. Um, and it, it's it's just one of those deals where you know y- y- it's so easy to take a guy like this for granted. I, one thing I've gotten a lot better at though is no longer getting mad when he's not amazing because expecting him to be amazing was never fair but when he's as good as he's been on offense and can also I mean it's kind of hard to say he defended Cory Booker well because or uh, Devin Booker well because Devin Booker had 35 points but you know <laughs> the matter like it, it kind of is what it is um anyways so this is this is just just one of those things where it's like you're looking at the box score and like I nearly didn't write about him and then I went all the way back and was like how can I not write about this guy? He just played one of the best playoff performances from any Maverick that I've seen going back, you know, basically championship forward. And he was just the man. It's, it's, it's lovely. I, I am so delighted with this game. Um, I have one follower. I just followed her on Twitter. I think she's in Slovenia, Anya, who, who just <laughs> who told me that I'm much more fun to follow when the Mavericks are losing. Um, really? Yeah. Which is probably true um to a degree because i'm just i don't know i'm much more cutting in my in my bitching than i am uh, effusive in my praise which is you know i don't know my my wife and my colleagues would probably agree with that um but i, I don't know this was like this was a great time like game three game three i never really like I, i'm still sort of surprised we won game three this game unless Josh had pointed out to us in the post game that the Mavericks won, or like they were leading the entire time. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have believed you because I just felt like the Suns were coming at some point and instead they never did. Well, it's still like, okay. I don't want to jump ahead, but uh, I want to talk right. about the series as a whole a little in the context of what you're saying, because I came into this series thinking like, and maybe maybe this is a defeatist attitude, but I was like, well, I don't think we can hang with the Suns. I think they're just too good for us, and I think that's okay. It feels like part of like the progression of a young superstar and just kind of a team getting to the championship level to finally get their first playoff win and then get spanked by one of the big boys the next round. It just felt like that's going to happen, and I'm going to be okay with it. And so coming into game three, I was like, I had already completely resigned myself to, yeah, we may steal a game, but I mean, you know, I just don't think we have that much of a chance in this series and I feel okay with it. And it's funny how quickly your standards can change because now I'm like, oh, we're winning the championship. Like if we, if we lose one more game, I'm going to be just absolutely inconsolably depressed is how I feel at the moment, because I'm I'm never going (laughs) to die, Kurt. Well, I've just won this game. I'm immortal. I mean, it, it, that's the best part of a being a fan. It's just like you go up and down. Now, what I would like is for them to win one of these games on an on a uh, one of these weeknights because mm-hmm. losing these games on like Monday night and the game ends at eleven thirty, I'm just like I'm dead for like two days. Sure. Yeah, you should take off the next day. Well, and 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 you know, so here here we kind of are now. We're going back to Phoenix on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Um, and it's going to be a nine o'clock game. And the one thing that I think is a little bit underrated about this, uh, for the Mavericks is, is they played this game in there. Luke is younger. Chris Paul is they're probably the son's most important player. And Chris Paul looked his age. He's, he's our age. He's 37. Um, you might be a little older. I can't remember, but he's all like, I'm the 39. point is, is he's not, he's not prime NBA. Um, he's not prime NBA guy, uh, and uh, anymore age wise. And, that back to back, like it, it's kind of like a back to back because they played Friday night late, and then they have Saturday, or then they have, uh, or what's it? Yeah, Friday night late, sat, Saturday off, and then they play Sunday morning, basically. Mm-hmm. 
So now they get kind of a, a full Sunday off. Um, and era. So they get the rest of Sunday off, then Monday off, then they're back Tuesday night. So it's going to be a long time for rest. Like Luca looked a little banged up at the end of that game. I think that's kind of part of like, he played a physical game this game. So it's going to be yeah. important for the Mavericks to get a lot of rest, get him in. Um, and I think like that rest sort of uh, took it like really is, is, is uh, the lack of rest benefited the Mavs in this game because like, like CB three looked terrible from the start. Um, he didn't so look I'm, good I'm, in the last game either yeah but i think it was like mental stuff versus this game like he was just there was a floater that he uh oh the floater that he took which led to Doncic, uh, the fourth foul that Doncic grifted off of him um the over the back like the push in the back thing yeah. it was like a 15 foot floater shot you know that we've seen chris paul probably score like hitting our eye for 14 years and he just missed it long, like he missed it long and he was open too and so it's just like there were all just sorts of like weird mental lapses for paul which makes me wonder if he's just tired I don't know. It's a, he's allowed to be. Lord knows I would be. Um, so that's that's kind of where this 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 game is headed. I'm I'm going to be very curious to see how the Mavericks shoot on Tuesday night because they were scorching twenty of forty four, and like I mentioned, eighteen of thirty one from non Luca non uh, Jalen Brunson guys, and they're probably the big, that's that's. <laughs> So they basically shot 58% or 59% from three, something like that for, for the non-Luca guy, non-Luca Brunson guys. Um, and, and they're just, they just need, they need outlier performances like that to beat the Suns. The Suns are just really good. They're so good. And uh, it's, it's interesting because I don't know, like I, I was trying to think, okay, have I overrated the Suns coming into this series? And I don't think so. They're really, really good. Yeah. We're just playing a perfect games. And really getting some, like, there's some composure-based stuff where the Mavericks are winning. Mm-hmm. I, that's the part that I'm just sort of baffled by. Like, there are there were some really weird calls. Like, some of these, like, flagrant-type stuff where it's, like, Booker got one for hitting Powell in the head on a shot. Not as, a, or as technical. And I'm just like, what are we like, what are we doing here? Like, there, there was some weird foul. I mean... I don't necessarily think the refs decided this game, though I think the Suns would feel different. Um, but it was it was still a little wonky. I don't know. It, it's like if, if if the Mavericks go back to Phoenix and somehow get like absolutely torched, I don't think I'm going to be despondent. Of course, I, I, that's likely me lying to myself. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. Well, we've been talking here for 20 minutes. I don't know. I think we should uh, try to go placate our wives and enjoy the rest of uh, – Mother's Day. Is there anything uh, else you want to get in before we we get out of Dodge here? Well, my gift to my wife for Mother's Day was that I was spending this time in the other room, mm. so she didn't mm. have to hang around me the entire day. So I guess you're gonna disappoint her and make me go back in there with her. Yeah, yeah. I woke up at our, our puppy woke up at five fifteen, which wasn't bad. But then I was at the zoo with my son for most of the day, hoping I would like make him tired just being out in the Texas sun. And then we came back, and he's like, "Well, I just want to play with the puppy." And then of course, you know, puppies are. Uh, Pup, for anyone who's never had one, puppies are a hilarious experience because they just don't understand. Like, he's eight weeks old, or she's eight weeks old, bites everything, just wants to play and have a good time. And it's like, constantly I have to remind my six year old son, this animal is eight weeks old and doesn't know what it's doing. You have to be pa- <laughs> telling the six year old to be patient doesn't work. Yeah, well, Clint, not- thanks so much. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yep, and Clint is writing something weird, which we're going to get up at some point. And I can't wait to, like, I, if we post it during the playoffs, it's going to be really funny because people are going to be like, what is this? And that's okay. Um, that You know, Mavs Moneyball is home to weird. 
So this has been Kirk and Clint. Uh, be looking for the green room at some point. I don't know when I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to ask my wife if I can do it now, but I have a feeling she's going to say no. All right, guys, this has been a great time. Go Mavs, and we will see you a little later starting this week. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.